Hello, welcome back to Minus 16. I'm David Lewis. This is the podcast where we talk everything Apple, and I try to bring some great guests on every episode as well. And on this podcast, it's no exception to that rule, as we are about to bring on the editor of Mac Rumors. It's time we meet Dan Barbera. So as I mentioned, we have got Dan Barbera with us on Minus 16. How are you, Dan? Good, how are you? I'm really, really well. Now, I know it's vacation period over in the States, it seems, because a lot of people I'm reaching out to are saying I'm traveling, and I think you've got some vacation due sometime soon, haven't you? Uh, yeah, I'm actually leaving on Saturday to Disney World. Wow, wow, proper time. Yes. So that's family holiday, I take it, is it? That is a family holiday, yeah. We're going to Disney World for the whole week. Um, you know, my kids are... They're still not all old enough to uh, to appreciate it, but um, my son and daughter should enjoy themselves. We have another baby who's like seven months old. He won't care, but everybody <laughs> else will be fine. So just, uh, did, completely out of script and completely off topic, when did the schools finish in the States? And have they already wrapped up for the summer? Yeah, they wrap up around, and every state and everything is different, but uh, our specific city over here wraps up around end of May, early June. Oh, wow. And they're off until... But we also go to school in August. So Oh, so right. Yeah. So it's a month earlier. So here it's kind of July through to the end of sep- uh, beginning of September. So yeah, it's just that month's gap. But anyway, yeah. back, to, back to you, as interesting <laughs> as your family is. So as a kid then, was tech something that you were really into? Were you the sort of those fiddling with radios and TVs and microphones and cameras? That's a good question. I'm trying to think because, yeah, when I was a kid, I was always into music, super into music. Um, that actually carried myself into college. I went to school for uh, music production and video production, but I focused mostly on music. So it's been, you know, growing up, I've always been into that. And as I got into like high school, I started doing like video production classes and, you know, learning. That was when I first started using Apple products and I saved up with my first job to get an iPod and all of those things. I guess when I was real little, there wasn't a whole lot of like, cool technology like what we have now. We had super slow internet and <laughs> we had uh, video games. I played a lot of video games as a kid. Um, not so much now, but you know. So did did the college course, because as college goes on to university, because obviously we're, we're separated by one language and a barrier, so. Yes. So uh, whatever is the highest level of schooling for you guys, is that university? Or so is that university like, comes after we finish, we finish school at 18 and then we go to university or college. So that would be college. Yeah. So that's when, that's when I went to, uh, you know, to college, which is funny. We go to a university, so I don't know why we don't call it university as well. Um, so I'm from Ohio. I went to Ohio university and they have a really good program for, you know, audio and video production. Lots of people who have gone on to create, Hollywood films and TV shows and tons of Grammy winning producers. Lots of good people came from this program. Um, I wish I had the same success as them, but I'm happy with where I'm at. And that was something that I liked focusing, you know. And would you say, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about your work as video editor of the podcast site for, for on YouTube for Mac Rumors. But um, would you say that your university degree actually did benefit you in, in later life? Did you leave the university and immediately get into a media kind of role as, as work and jobs came your way? Um, not really. I mean, I did start working sort of into what I, it wasn't immediate, but within a year I started working at, um, I actually worked for a record label for a little bit. So it was kind of in the music portion, mm-hmm. but it wasn't mm-hmm. like, it wasn't the tech side, the production side of everything. Um, that just kind of proven to be a lot harder um, in my location, I'm in Ohio, so that's not like, you know, the the media hub of the world. No, it's not L.A. It's not New York. It's not Tex- Austin, Texas is pretty good at that now, too. It's not any of those areas. And I didn't really want to jump like out there. I don't know if I regret not going out there and just doing it or not. Um, everything happens for a reason. So I'm happy with where I'm at. But like it wasn't as quickly as it leads you to believe when you're a kid growing up and you're like, all right, I'm going to go to college. And then immediately I'm going to get a job doing what I want to do. You have to, you have to keep brushing up on your skills. You have to keep diversifying whatever you're doing and keep changing things up and, and, you know, doing things for yourself. And eventually it'll get you to where you want to be, hopefully. And your journalistic side, where did that come from? And where did you, be, or how did you begin to hone that? Because clearly the work you do, the work we see with you on the, the, the Mac Rumors podcast and also on the YouTube channel, you're, you're, you very yeah. much seem to me you've got a journalistic bent to it. So I don't consider myself a journalist by any means. 
Um, but I guess, you know, I appreciate that. That's the highest compliment. We have so many great writers, though, uh, um, over at the site that, like, I just don't want to offend anyone. But, you know, I, that the videos that we do for the channel do kind of have that, you know, journalistic side. We do try mm. to keep things a little bit more professional compared to some of the others. Mm-hmm. We have relaxed a little bit and let let a little bit personality in through. But most of the, you know, at the end of the day, I've always believed, like, I don't know if people are here to see me as much as they want to know the information. So let's just keep it 100%, well, 80% focused on the information. And then, you know, we can add in some personality when needed. But I, you know, I, I don't know where this came from. It just kind of happened after, you know, I was working at the record label and, and realizing that I, I wanted to mess around with tech more. I started actually completely ditching Apple for a little bit and going with Android devices because there were so many phones coming out each and every year. And I got kind of hooked on like trying each one out and wanting to test them so much so that I made my own YouTube channel and website. Um, it's just named after me um, back, what, like 2014. And I, I just started making videos and mm-hmm. um, it, it grew pretty quickly. And then when I got the job at Mac Rumors, I obviously have neglected that a little bit because there's just only so much time. So many hours um, in the day. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard to focus on everything. But it, it, it kind of led me to the position that I'm at because without having that, just that experience and just kind of picking up a camera, getting whatever product I had around the house to review um, and eventually like saving up money to buy some phones here and there. Um, if I didn't do any of that, I don't think I would be here where I'm, what I'm, you know, with what I'm doing. Which has beautifully segued me into the kind of the area I was going to go to next. You've been at Mac Rumors for around about four years, am I right in saying? Yeah, it'll be five actually in November. My first day was the iPhone 10 launch day. Like the moment that the iPhone 10 came out in early November, that was my very first day on the job. And just while we're talking iPhone for a moment, I think it was either yesterday or today was the 15th anniversary, wasn't it, of iPhone coming out? The first ones went on sale. Yeah, 15, 15 years. years. We weirdly didn't make a video on it because I didn't realize that was what the date was yesterday until <laughs> like way later in the day. So I was on Twitter today, funny enough, looking at you. And, uh, and I saw it down on the news panel on the right-hand side of Twitter. I thought, geez, 15 years, that ages us. 15 years of the iPhone. Yeah, <laughs> but yep. sorry, it makes back. me feel super old. Hey, yeah, you and me both. Um, but uh, getting back to your time at Mac Rumors, so how did it, the introduction happen? You said that running your website helped. Was the, uh, and and the YouTube channel? Did people see you there and approach you? Were you known in the tech no. space? I was. I mean, I so I knew people in the tech space. I had other YouTube content creators, specifically in the tech area, um, that I became friends with. I just started going to events. Um, like Samsung launch events and and other companies that had PR events for their phones. I started getting invited to those and just, you know, making friends with people who do the same thing. And uh, the guy who actually did videos before me at Mac Rumors, his name is Matt Gonzalez. Um, we became friends. We talked here and there. Um, super talented videographer, content creator. Um, it's was kind of nerve wracking to have to step in and like take over when he decided to ultimately move on. So when I did see that he was leaving and that there was a job opening, I just messaged, messaged him, reached out to him and, and kind of asked him like, Hey, what was the deal? Like, you know, did you not like working there or whatever? And he had nothing but good things to say. He just wanted something different, something where, you know, we're all remote and this was well before everybody was all remote anyways. Um, so he kind of just wanted something with a little more of an office five, more people around. And uh, so I applied for the job and kept showing them my work and eventually got it. And you all work independently and remote, you say then? Because I I just was going to try and pull back the covers a bit on Mac Rumors because, of course, it's a website we're all very familiar with. And you know I've had Hartley on here as well. And it's just interesting to know the mechanics of it. So talk us through, say, maybe a, a day in the life of Dan then. If you were getting ready to cover your next video, whatever that may be, you're sure. obviously spending time researching, getting facts, figures, details about it, maybe reviewing if it's been sent through to you. And then are you responsible for what you pick as being a video? Is, or is there any guide from the group that is Mac Room as you guys get together and say, no, we'd actually like to cover, I don't know, say a Samsung tablet this time? Um, yes and no. I would say it's like 95% of the time I just kind of come up with an idea. Um, we all use Slack for communication. So mm-hmm. I just put it out in our video channel that we have. Um, and I just say, Hey, I'm going to do this. Most of the time there's never any pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say the only times that someone's like, Hey, we should do this today is when I forget. And there's like 
a new beta version being dropped or something that they would know more about because uh, the editorial side is, you know, obviously they're super keeping track of everything going on up to the minute. And I'm kind of stuck in a bubble where once I focus on what video I'm going to make, I distance myself from the internet for, for most of the day because, you know, I'm just either looking at stuff that has to do with the video and the topic. Um, and then I'm shooting the video. Uh, I'm scripting it. I then film it. I edit it. And then I get back online and I say, all right, here we go. I have them check it over, make sure there's no errors or anything. Um, and then it gets pushed out and rinse, wash, repeat. Okay. So it's run past the team before it goes public just to make sure that no one spots an obvious error or something like that. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> in this space, like we, it's not that we're making things up. I don't think that's the correct way to put no, it, no, but no. like, you know, with the edit, with, with people who are writing things, you know, they, they, they have enough time to be able to research and make sure things are correct. And a lot of the times, you know, I do know what the situation is, but sometimes I feel like I had an idea and I'll just say something mm-hmm. and it ends up not being 100% correct. And you're like, oh, I, I thought that was it. I don't know where I got that from. Um, and because I'm doing this all in a day, there's not really a whole lot of time to like triple check everything. So unless I'm not 100% sure, um, let me, let me rephrase that. Unless I'm like, pretty sure that this is what it's going to be. I'll roll with it. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time it ends up being fine. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we got to take it back or I phrase something weird. And, um, but yeah, that's really their extent of, uh, of making sure there's no technical errors or any, uh, um, errors in, in the content itself. Because obviously, um, having begun to dabble my own toes into the, the world of YouTube, I, I've got a fairly good idea now of what goes into it. And I, I've tried to mention this on the podcast before that when people are at home sitting, watching a five, eight minute video, and they're thinking, that can't be a day's work, surely. It is so time-consuming, isn't it? So time-consuming. Because as you said, you're doing, wearing so many hats. You're scripter, writer, producer, editor, colorist. You know, you're doing the whole kit and caboodle. I, I would say, and it, and it really just depends. I think there are a lot of people out there, and there's nothing wrong with this. Sometimes I, I think we'd, it wouldn't even matter. If the content is good enough, you don't need thousands of dollars of production and equipment. If you... If you're telling a compelling story, even if it's not about tech, whatever it might be, if the content is what people want to watch, they will watch it if you're recording it with your phone. The best camera is the camera that you have. And so just pick, if you're, if you're interested in doing something like this, just pick up your phone. There's, they're plenty good enough these days and start recording and filming something. And eventually, you know, maybe if you want to upgrade equipment down the line, that's fine. But, you know, I didn't have any of this stuff. I just had a DSLR from a while and I just kind of, it kind of, brought into this whole studio and setup that we had. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly just for convenience at this point, just to like have things set up constantly and to just, you know, turn it on and go so that it can allow me to finish a video in a day. Because I think most people that I work with um, in this industry that know anything about making videos, and I'm sure you would know just by, you know, you said you started doing this yourself, um, creating a video in a day and, and adding, you know, I'm a stickler for production just because of the way I was, my background and everything. So I want it to look as good as possible and I want it to be as compelling as possible. To do that all in a day is actually really, really hard. And so, you know, you might not think that a five minute video is, you know, you think it makes, takes 10 minutes to film or something. It does take all day. Sometimes it takes a lot of creators weeks to get a good video out. Well, of course, it's also the other, the smaller bits that go aside the video. Apart from the video itself, you've got to shoot the video, maybe shoot some B-roll, maybe find some images to go with it as well. Then when all that's done and you've got it, this is all that I'm learning. I mean, it's just talking to people that maybe haven't done it, that listen to you talk on the podcast, but then you've got to create a thumbnail. You've got to find the tags. You've got to write the description. Uh, There's so many other steps. It's all the worst part of it too. It's all the worst part of it. I know because you kind of think that you've got your day's work done when the video is exporting. Oh, geez, no, I've still got all that to do. And do you, I mean, thumbnails, of course, are a big part of YouTube. Do you create the thumbnails that go with your videos? So for the first like three or four years, three years, yes. And then MacRubers brought in a really talented graphic artist and mm-hmm. so, or graphic designer. And um, he's been doing a lot of them for me, which is a huge help. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could probably see a shift if you go back and look at like our thumbnails. Not that our thumbnails were bad before, but they really were like the last thing. And if you're, by the way, thinking about doing this in YouTube, really take time and put a lot of effort into your thumbnail over anything else. Um, I'm doing things kind of the wrong way and it seems to be working, but sometimes it doesn't. But really focus in on the thumbnail and then work around that. Uh, we do it backwards and that's why thumbnails for me were just kind of like, all right, what's the best looking shot that I have in my video that I can pull from it? 
maybe I need to throw some Photoshop stuff on it and make it a little bit better. But that was really the, the extent of it. And then now we have somebody that can fully take advantage and and really kind of carve out an idea with me and and help me and make something. Usually right before I upload the video, he's got something ready to go, which is great. So if you were trying to help people and, and make suggestions as to what they should include in their thumbnail, because this is one of those hidden areas where people don't realize the importance of those play. If you were saying, you know, two or three elements really focus on having these in your thumbnails, where would you try and help people and direct them to? Oh, if I knew, I think I would be in a much better place with with our videos. Um, <laughs> I think it's just all kind of a crapshoot. I think you just need to, 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 I think the most important thing is like if, if you were in these shoes and you were making and you were watching videos, like what would you, what would make you want to click on it? And I, I think a lot of the times we bounce ideas off of other creators and say, or just other people like, Hey, would you click this? I think a really important thing is that if you can, and if time allows have multiple different thumbnails mm -hmm. so that you can interchange them because what um, a lot of people, and we just started doing this recently titles and thumbnails. If you change them after the video has been out for a little bit, um, and you test out which one seems to be working and you monitor the analytics, you'll notice that, you know, one video might be doing poorly in the beginning and then you switch it up and you change a couple things and all of a sudden it's your best video of the week or the month or the year. And so it's happened quite a bit to where like you really just got to pay attention to it even after the video has been published. So there's still a lot to the job. So with your workflow then, I know some creators have this idea of a pipeline where they got videos planned out for four, maybe even six weeks ahead. How do you work? Are you sort of like uh, day to day? You're shaking your head day saying, day, yeah, day, yeah, day, I'll wake day, up and day. decide. I just figured out what we were going to do about an hour ago for, <laughs> for, for not today because we have a couple things going out. And I just, we discovered the hard way that if you post too many things in a day, which we never usually do, but sometimes there are a couple things stack up. I think if you post more than two videos in 24 hours, the third one will not get sent out to all of your uh, subscribers. So we have to pull back a little bit. And I'm also trying to get as much done before I leave for vacation. So like that's, it's been, you know, a lot, but yeah, honestly, unless we know something is coming, like when a new product's coming out, then we can kind of plan that out in the head. But a lot of the times after we finish something, we just kind of look around the room and look around the internet and see what's going on and be like, okay, what's next? And, you know, I'll figure that out in the morning and finish it and have it posted by the end of the day or the next morning. So do you try to be uploading once or twice a week at the moment? Is that roughly the idea for Mac Rumors? I think the goal is three times a week. Right. Um, you know, sometimes it always doesn't always hit that way. It just depends on the time of the year too. We're in the we're in the slow months right now, but it'll start it'll start to pick up again. It just kind of goes ups and downs. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it's three times a week. Sometimes it's five or six times a week. Sometimes it's one or two times. It just really depends. But I think for me, I'd like to get like a you know Monday, Wednesday, Friday, even if those aren't the days. But like in my mind, all right, those are when we're going to post videos. Um, and yeah, that's just kind of what we've been doing over the last year or two. And just one question before we talk about other areas uh, of production, uh, Premiere Pro or Final Cut? Final Cut. I actually started with Premiere, but I, I ended up switching for some reason. I don't know why, but I did. And that's where I'm at now. I'm still on it. Funny enough, I, I had Sam Cole on and he wants me to say hi to you, by the way. He said, what a lovely guy you were. And, uh, and he was talking about Final Cut. He's a lovely guy, isn't he? He's, we just met for the first time in person last week. I mean, we, we, we knew each other, oh, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we just, we just hung out and saw each other for the first time in person last was week. Was that at so VidCon? It was at VidCon, yeah. Yeah. Was that a good event? Uh, it was fine. I mean, I don't know. It was, our, <laughs> that was a it little was our, underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was our first time going and a couple of things that were like going to be pretty important fell through. So, um, you know, it was a good time to like, see, like, it's it's definitely, you know, focused around short form content. So um, it's definitely raised some awareness in my eyes. And we've been doing TikTok too recently. And we've had videos go crazy there that would never do well on YouTube. So it's just, I'm still learning that whole thing. But yeah, it's definitely more on short form content these days because of TikTok. And and you do you produce a TikTok videos as well? Because I, I, I don't use TikTok. I've never even looked at it. So I haven't seen you on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um yeah, we just started a channel or a page or profile, whatever you want to call them, uh, a couple of months ago. And I would say with like the first three videos, the third video we posted got like three million views in a day. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was like, and it built up from like 100 subscribers to 25,000, just basically off of like two or three big videos. Um, and we don't post a whole lot, but I've, this month I've really started to like 
get into it and start to post as much as I can. Um, and I've found that random products that I would never make a full video on are doing super well on that. And so I, I don't know that that might be the new thing. I have no idea. Because they do seem very, very different disciplines, short form or long form. Because I was going to ask yeah. you about whether Mac Rumors is thinking of going short video on YouTube, but maybe you're focusing more on going the short form on to TikTok. But it does seem very, very different disciplines. We will definitely be looking into short form content for YouTube as well, because I know they're really pushing shorts and I don't want to miss that like initial wave of being mm. pushed I, or I might have already. I don't know. Um, it's just it's not a good experience. Or it doesn't seem like an easy experience compared to like having a separate app um, for TikTok to be able to upload and like monitor things. And I would like it if they could figure out a way to keep that separate than your actual channel, as opposed to like just making a whole new channel in general. But it's not. And so that's why we've been hesitant about posting a short there. But we've been doing it on Instagram Reels and we've been doing it on TikTok. And uh, another thing that we learned from VidCon was that Snapchat's kind of a big thing now, too. Because they also have their own, you know, real short form content page called Spotlights. And a lot of people are posting on there and a lot of brands are looking out to sponsor those. And so as my job, I feel like it's important to just try all of it and see what works. Because just when you think you're getting up with things, there's another platform comes along that you have to master. And each has its own. Well, again, if this is all falling onto your desk to do each day, I realize well, you're such a busy man and looking forward to a vacation. Because if you're trying to take care of possibly Snapchat, TikTok and YouTube, in different formats. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully you forgive me on my misunderstanding of the, the time that we were supposed to record this because my calendar was all messed up and that was my fault. <laughs> but now you not, maybe you have a little bit of, of, of empathy in that department because yeah, there's just, there's so much going on. I think we're at a point maybe where we might need to start getting some help, but you know, at the same time, like I, because we're the way things are and the way I laid out, my workflow, it's so scattered. I feel like bringing on another person to help me might actually be far more work at the beginning than it would be mm, to mm. like just do it myself. And we just kind of have to muscle through that part so that it becomes, then it can become better in the future. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you've got to bite the bullet initially, haven't you known there's a, there's a better yeah. tomorrow kind of thing. And yes, we did. I know we did have the interview arranged a couple of days back and you said, oh, I'm having a terrible day. Can we possibly? <laughs> that was <laughs> I my, I, like, I saw my email. I saw my email late and I'm like, oh my God, I missed it. No. <laughs> so when it gets to conference season, I'm assuming that's when things get super, super busy for you. Obviously we have the spring events, but then the real big, heavy events are all towards the, the fall of uh, an end of the year, aren't they? There must be a lot of work comes your way then. It's my favorite time of the year though. Because it's a buzz. Really my, there's just, I mean, it's just everything about that time of the year. Everything from like September on in both my personal life and like my work life, everything just starts to pick back up and it becomes more interesting. Like mm -hmm. the summer is kind of the laid back, like do whatever you got to do and relax and vacation. And then I would say like September through after, you know, the holidays, um, after Christmas and the new year are like my favorite times. And then it's just the worst time from January to April. I know because everyone, there's not a lot. You've mentioned that right now, and everyone, but everybody in our space is waiting for the MacBook Air M2 to come out. Just, because we got nothing. Nothing to talk about. We got exactly. nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just doing a video on the M2 MacBook Pro. I was like, oh, this is so bad because <laughs> it's the same product as the one I'm holding from two years ago, just with something that you can't, you can't see the difference without us reviewers showing you like benchmark tests. Like, otherwise, you're never going to. You're never going to notice that big of a difference, not at least right away. Now, being a, a small creator, I, I've decided there was no way going to spend any money on the MacBook Pro that's come out. But I'm hoping to be there on the day of release for the MacBook Air and try and get my hands on that because I think it'd be a good machine to have anyway. Yes. And I won't do a full tear down and, you know, with Geekbench and so on, but I'll try and, much like you do, you do it from a very realistic user point of view. And I think when I started watching your videos, by the way, one of the best videos I still got to get the gadgets when you said the cable that can connect the Apple TV via USB to the back of the TV to charge it. Oh, yeah. The I need mission. that in my life. Yeah. That, yes. I've got cables. It's, it's so annoying. All the cables are behind the TV apart from that one that's connecting Apple TV. I need to get that in my life. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth a shot. It works pretty well. Hopefully it'll work out for you. And it's again, it's only like $20. $20 so I don't think you can really go wrong with at least mm. giving it a shot and see if it helps you as opposed to like, having a bunch of cords all behind your TV and 
trying to mount things through the wall and it just doesn't, it seems like a mess. So if we're looking forward to your favorite time of the year, then what products are you most looking forward to? I know it's some bit speculation. Clearly we're getting an iPhone 14 uh, and it seems sure. they're slightly ahead of the curve on the chip shortage. Uh, I was speaking to Hartley about that a couple of weeks ago and he didn't seem to think that the chip shortage was going to make any big impact on the phone. Are there products you've got particularly earmarked you're looking forward to getting your hands on? So I'm weirdly like a big iPad fan, even though I don't understand why, because... Convince iPad, me. It's not something the, I, I've got. Do I need an iPad? No, I mean, no. Uh, well, <laughs> it, I, it, here's the thing. I love my iPad and I don't use it as much as I want to. That's the problem. Right. Like when I, when I travel, it's my favorite thing. Yep. I use it for pretty much anything that's not full on video editing. The mm -hmm. moment they give me Final Cut Pro on an iPad, I think that'll be my full on travel. Um, you know, just for quick videos, I think you'll still need the processing power of maybe a MacBook Pro. Um, you know, I don't think it'll replace any desktop that I have here either, but I mean, it is powerful as a MacBook Pro. And so it, it should be able to handle the edits that I, you know, for videos that I might make on the go where it's, it's a super simple thing. We're at a conference, we're showing you, it's not a whole lot of effects and coloring or anything like that. It's just something that I need to get out quickly. And I don't want to lug around a giant iPad, which I just did this last week and a giant MacBook pro mm -hmm. and the cables for it and everything that you need. I just want one machine that can do it. And the iPad is such a good device for everything else and for watching content and browsing the web and doing everything that you need to do that I do love it. But like when I'm at home, it doesn't get used nearly as much as I would like it. And in your considered opinion, because obviously you know more than most of us, do you think it is likely those pro apps, the final cut and uh, it's going to come finally to iPad? I don't know. I hope. I, I, I mean, I felt like they had a great opportunity to do it at WWDC like a couple months or a month ago, mm -hmm. but they didn't. Actually, it was a couple of weeks ago. I don't even know what month we're in anymore. Yeah, it was. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was June, yeah, early June. June. Or about beginning of June. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you know, I, I felt like this was the year. Maybe next year, or maybe when they release an iPad that you know is different and more desktop -like or MacBook like, and they have a reason to do that. I mean, they're getting closer with the operating system when they uh, introduced Stage Manager and kind of gave you a way to have floating windows and all that. So we're getting there. They could do it. I don't understand why it hasn't happened yet. Maybe they don't want people to not buy a MacBook. I just, I don't think those people that would use a MacBook anyways would, you know, completely abandon ship. So I, I don't know. I'm hoping soon though. And how's stage manager been working out for you? It's a beta. So that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, I just need it to be fully done before I can make anything. Cause right now, you know, I have to say that because I don't want Apple to be all upset and they are right. It is a beta. It's mm -hmm. not meant to be used, you know, like this, but it's just, it's got some issues that need to be sorted out. Well, then if I ask in essence, do you think it's going to be an answer? I think so. I think, I think it has much more of a place in iPad OS than it does in Mac OS. I don't, I don't believe I would use it as much Mac OS. Although again, I don't know because I don't have the beta. That's the one beta I will not run on my main machine. Mm -hmm. Um, because I just, I can't afford to lose, uh, anything and any, you know, ability to do my job. So I won't run it there because of the bugs, but on my iPad, I have it on my main iPad. I have it on my, I have it on iOS 16 on my main iPhone. And you know, there's a lot of bugs, but it's not unusable. And, um, I think it makes more sense for the stage manager to be on iPad OS for sure. Uh, and I think I would use it more. I do hope that they come out with some sort of way to activate stage manager via keyboard shortcut because Going into control center. Just going to the menu bar, don't you? Yeah. yeah, well, menu bar on the Mac and then control center in in uh, in iPadOS. I, I think they need to figure out a way to get that mm. so that I can get to it much quicker, much mm. more quick, quickly. So, quickly. I don't know how to phrase yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quickly. So, so I can get to it quickly. So it's more of an intuitive <laughs> user experience rather than trying to fumble around in the dark, as it were, and exactly. find your way to it. Yeah. And you said about that you're not running on your main Mac out of interest. I'm sure people listening would be really interested to know what is your main Mac at the moment? What do you produce your videos on? Um, so for the longest time this year, up until it was released, I was using the MacBook Pro and I love it. It's a great, great MacBook, 16 inch, the M1 Max. It's super powerful, more than enough. But then the Mac Studio came out and we did a video on that. And that's even better than what I was using before. So it was really hard for me to, really? to, no, to go back I'm, to the I've Mac. Got a, I've got an M1 Max sitting in front of me now as I'm talking to you on. And the studio is a noticeable improvement even over that. So I've got the 32 if gigs. If you get the Ultra. Yeah. If you get the Ultra, yeah. 
but but I mean, it's 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 like how much faster and better can you get on top of it? You know, is it is it is it worth the extra money? I don't know. That's hard for me to say because in my position, we were gonna get it anyway. So it's not like I was making the purchase to to you know to make as my main machine. It was like we were gonna edit it and or we were gonna report on it and then use it for videos, and then it ended up just being so good that it was hard to get rid of. Um, and plus, I've always kind of liked the desktop form factor when I'm at the office here, as opposed to kind of looking down at my laptop or having to unplug it when I come and go and all that. When I was getting ready to talk with you, I was looking around at videos of you as you know, part of what I do to get ready to talk to any guest. And there was a desk tour that you did around about a year ago, I think, which had a Mac Pro at the time, oh, didn't yeah, it? We, we had the Mac Pro as well. And that was a great, that was a great machine too. Uh, but it's an Intel machine. And I'm going to tell you, ever since Apple Silicon came out, ever since the Macs, because I was still on the Mac Pro, even with the M1, it wasn't quite there. Uh, but then going to the Macs, and then I have the Mac Pro now at my house that I use. And whenever I turn that thing on, it's like a noticeable difference. It is so much slower than a MacBook these days, which is crazy to think about because of how expensive that machine is. Wow. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's not anywhere near the competition with, with themselves, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, well, I went, my main workstation was a 2015 iMac, which was well spec'd out at the time. But then I switched up finally to this M1 Max and just a different world, different yep. world, the whole quietness, world. speed, uh, battery life. Everyone talks about, you know, you can produce a whole video on battery and not worry about it. I, in fact, I went away a couple of weekends back and I forgot to take the charger with me because I've never got it out of the box because I've got a studio display. So most of the time it's hooked up to that anyway. I've never yep. used the power brick and most day-to-day -day use, it doesn't need to be anywhere near power, does it? It's just yeah. phenomenal. So speaking of the Mac Pro, what's your thoughts on that? Because they're running very close to the wire on fulfilling their two-year time frame. We're all aware of John Turner's little teaser back at uh, WWDC and that's for another day. Well, no, that was back in spring, he said that, wasn't it? And oh, yeah, it did, yeah, that was a spring event. Yeah, and it still hasn't come. So what's your take on it? What do you think they're doing with it? Yeah, I thought it was going to come at WWDC mm. a couple of weeks ago, and it just it just didn't. So I'm I'm confused on where they're at. My guess is now that they did actually introduce the M2, that it will come, excuse me, that it will come um, at the end of the year with potentially an M2 Pro or Max or whatever chip that might be there. That's just my guess, but I, I really don't know why they're holding back right now. I thought maybe they could have at least um, put out like a little teaser of it or what it looked like or some of the features. We didn't have to get into the specifics of internals, but I mean, they said it's going to come later this year. So they've got, you know, about six months. The clock is ticking. And what, how do you think they're going to, I was smiling when you were talking about the chip, actually, because I've, I've listened to your Mac Rumors podcast, which speak about that in just a moment. And of course, Sammy's got a very particular view compared to the rest of you about how it's going to go. But um, how do you think they're going to attack the modularity, which is the calling card of the yeah. Premier Mac? And the Mac Pro, as much as a niche Mac, it's critically important to their lineup because it's almost their heritage, isn't it? That's what Mac is all about, really, being the best of the best and the most creative. So... And the modularity is something that the pros clearly want to be able to have at their disposal for the course of years they're running that pro. So how do you think, because the, unless I'm misunderstanding it, the, the, the M series chips aren't designed for modularity, are they? No, they're not. And so a part of me wonders if they're figuring out a way, and that's why they're, they're taking some time, they're figuring out a way to be able to change up some things like maybe the SSD size and maybe the, um, the, uh, the RAM Mm -hmm. um, but since that's all tied together on one chip, that's going to be difficult. So my guess is if they don't go that route, which is probably not likely, um, it's going to have to be reliant again on PCIe cards and being able to add in, you know, that was the best part about the Mac Pro. And something I still do miss is I had like 32 terabytes of storage um, from a couple of accessories from other companies that made, you know, PCIe slots and the ability to add in your own hard drives and SSDs and make it faster without dropping so much money on internal storage. Um, so I'm hoping there's ways around that and being able to maybe add some additional graphics performance if you need to. Um, but that's the only thing that I can think of right now, unless they have some kind of groundbreaking way to be able to, you know, change up the chips maybe in the future. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can swatch out, swap out an M2 for an M2 Max. I doubt it, but that would be cool if they could. 
And presumably that's the kind of machine that Mac Rumors will cover when it's available because it's people are going to want to know what its performance is like, right? I know it's going to break the coffers, but it's a machine you're going to have to get your hands on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Arnold, if you're listening, I would start saving <laughs> your money for that because we're going to need to pick one up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we'll cover it at least at the, you know, whether or not it's something we hold on to long term is is going to be something we'll tell. But, you know, if it comes into, if it comes into the studio, it's going to be hard for me to let go if it's crushing through all the edits that we need and making my life easier. So It's an interesting point. How do you verify leads when they come to you? If, you know, say I was to get in touch with you on Twitter and say, look, I've got this really hot lead. I know what's happened with iPhone 14. How do you verify me as being a bona fide lead? That's not something I usually uh, I have to deal with. So that, that's more of like, I don't know if you asked that to Hartley or not. That's more no, I of didn't, like no. their side. Yeah, I know they've, I've asked that same question because I really don't know. That's not something that usually happens to me mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm just focused on videos. And I do have people that will reach out and say things. Um, most of the time it's unverified Twitter accounts that I, I don't know who they are. And so if it's something that I really think might be a possibility, then I pass that off to our team and say, Hey, you know, and they kind of have their own investigation and people that they go and look into. Um, but there's a lot of trusted sources that, you know, we've reported on over the years that, um, you know, have a good track record mm-hmm. and uh, you've talked to Sam. He's got his own website based around that. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, I think it's just, I think it's just kind of trusting the people with a, with the good background and track record that, you know, leads to them being published more than not. And, and I'm aware you've got a vacation to go and get on, so I won't keep you that much longer, but uh, everyone obviously wants to know about iPhone 14. It's the big one that's coming up. And my take on it at the moment is that there seems to be a certain flatness about it. No one seems to be really juiced about it. I know it's the end of the super cycle and, I don't know. It seems to have fallen into Apple's lap perfectly that next year we're going to be getting USB-C and that's not their choice. We know it's being pushed on them by the EU and I think the American government are going the same way now, aren't they? They want the USB-C. I think they're probably going to at this point or maybe they're just kind of like backing them up and not kind of leading the charge. But So it um, seems really flat around iPhone 14 at the moment and also it's really geared towards the Pro phones this year. All of the great new functions are only going to be on the Pros, aren't they? Yeah, it doesn't help that it's basically going to look exactly the same for one half of the lineup. Mm. Um, although I, although they are getting rid of the mini, so for those who did buy the mini and wanted to upgrade, um, this is not going to be the year for you, or maybe for a long time, because I guess sales were pretty bad um, for the mini over the last couple of years. And so what they have noticed is that people just want bigger phones. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be getting two 6.1-inch phones and two... 6.7 inch phone. So there's for the first time going to be a non pro version of a max iPhone. So, um, you know, that, that's really the only differences. And then again, with the pros, you know, there's some changes for the cameras. There's obviously the display theory, no notch, um, and the hole punch. And, but that, those are things that I can't imagine the average consumer is going to really care about. No, I mean, that's why I was wondering that they seem to put such a big line in the sand this t- year with, with making all of the big pro features, well, sorry, the big features purely on the pro phones. The, the, the always on display, I think, is going to only be on the, the pros, the 48 megapixel camera again, the new processors only on the pros. It's almost like they're trying, I mean, I'm sure they want you to buy the pro, but they're really trying to guide you that way, aren't they? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm guessing they'll like, I don't know if you just mentioned that the promotion will probably still stick with the pros. Um, but if they use the same displays across the board, there's really no reason why they can't have always on display. Um, even with the 13s, there's, I, I'm still not sure of the technical standpoint behind it because I don't think the cha- the displays are going to change that much from a production standpoint. Um, they should still be the LTPO. They should, they should in theory be able to support that. So I, I don't know, but yeah, you're, you're right. They're just, if you are looking to upgrade and you're coming from an iPhone, that's, I would say maybe like an 11 or older, I would think this is the one that, you know, you should pick up should be like in the pro realm because you're going to experience largest upgrade to you. Well, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, but with your background as a videographer, uh, all this content I shoot for YouTube, I'm doing it on my iPhone 12 at the moment. And nothing embarrassing about that at all. It's a good camera. And I've got the Filmic Pro app on there. It gives me certain functionality to make the colors better and better. But I was thinking, right, should I maybe get the iPhone 14 Pro, Pro Max, whatever. But then I was thinking, well, surely for that money, I'd be better off just buying a good camera (laughs) because that's what I'm trading for. But 
So it just depends on it depends on what your interest level in production is and and how much you really want to like take control of the image and what you want to do and be able to change out lenses and focal lengths and have that ability to do all of that. If you don't care and you're just like, I just want a good camera. That's because I use my iPhone for videos too. Sometimes I will, um, if I'm on the go or if I just need a quick shot of something and I don't Mm want to get my camera out to do it, it's more than capable of producing images to where I don't think anybody would really notice. And uh, so, I mean, I, I like to be able to have that that really good depth of um, depth of field and all that blur and everything going on. And so, you know, I invested in a lot of these lenses. But like, if you're not if you're not super interested in that, then yeah, I would. I mean, you're gonna definitely use your iPhone more than any you would use your your camera probably. So because it's also your phone, so it's a good you know functional tool to have. And the great phrase you come out with was the best camera you can have is the one that you've got. Which is a perfect way of putting it, isn't it? And we're all sitting with a phone and a camera in our pocket, so. Yeah, I don't remember who said that. That was not me. I will oh, claim uh, it's yours. Say, we'll we'll tag uh, it to no, you I've now. Heard, I've heard so many other creators <laughs> say it, but it's a good phrase. It stuck with me. So hopefully, I can do them the same service and pass it on to you. That if if you really are interested in this, um, you don't need fancy stuff right now. If you want to get that stuff later on down the road, but you don't need it to start a YouTube channel. Just take whatever camera you got and just use it. And probably the other big release that we're all waiting on is the the headset, which rumors at the moment are saying there's going to be this January conference and everyone's citing, oh, the last time I had a January conference was was it for iPad? And so whenever they do a January event, it's for something big. What's the word at Mac Rumors? Are you hearing that there is going to be this January conference? That's actually news to me. So again, I think peeling back the curtains a little bit, um, I don't read our website as much as people think I do. I'm on there a lot. <laughs> yeah. So because, because again, I'm on nine to five, you know, nine to six, whatever my working hours are, I am hyper-focused on one singular topic. Mm-hmm. And then once I'm done or when I do take breaks, I'm looking at my other interests in life and I'm keeping up on those. I still, you know, I still read the websites. Obviously it's a great website. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I usually catch up a few days later on the most recent rumors or whenever we're doing our podcast. Then I have Hartley and Sammy to kind of tell me, hey, man, you missed this. This is what's going on now. And I'm like, oh, good, because, you know, (laughs) there's just only so many hours in the day to be able to do it. But um, up until I I mean, that makes sense if that's their plan. I know they want it to be in front of people. I know they want it to be a, you know, huge deal because it is a huge deal for them. It is a entirely new product in a new product space that's gaining a bunch of momentum. Facebook, Meta, whatever their company is called now, you know, they're really pushing it. So. I definitely think um, they want it to be a grand event. So I'm not surprised by those rumors at all. And the question I just thought of, and I'm sure you've probably already been there in your head, how do you cover in your role as a videographer an AR, VR headset? How do you get that across to us, what the experience is? <laughs> That's uh, Yeah, we ha- we've never done that, actually. Um, I've actually been thinking about picking up an uh, Oculus because I think we should, we, 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 we should at some point because... You know, that's going to be the closest comparison um, and I should get myself more familiar. My, my only real like I've, I've used the original Oculus before. Once I tried out that Beat Saber game that everybody was uh, super into and it was cool. Uh, but before that, my only VR like experience was when Samsung had the, uh, the the headsets that they started giving with their phones and you'd have to put your phone inside and kind of launch the apps that way. And that was such a clunky experience for me that it easily like kind of turned me off into that whole space. So I really should try Oculus again now that it's not reliant on your phone and it's a more of a proper experience than what it was in the past. Yeah, I guess it would be a good leading point because at some point, you know, it's going to land on your desk to cover. <laughs> the, the yeah, AI I mean, it's coming. And I don't even know how I'm going to show that off. I mean, I can show you the headset, but like what I'm seeing, That's I'm what sure I'm I can probably... Yeah, I mean, if, if Apple does it the same way as, I keep saying Oculus, but I, I really think they named it the MetaQuest, right? So if the MetaQuest is, you know, if it's similar, I think you can kind of record your screen from hooking it up to your TV or whatever, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right. So there's got to be a way to be able to somehow get what you're seeing onto my computer so I can show other people. So hopefully I can do that. If not, you're just going to have to take my word for it. It'll be another stripped down video of me just looking around in person, <laughs> trying to figure out what I'm looking at and what I'm doing. 
And uh, finally, the Mac Rumors podcast. That is such a good listen. I've been listening to that. Uh, it's a regular, when I'm out on a walk, and a good long walk, I put that on. And you three together are just wonderful to listen to. You really are. So I've mentioned we've had Hartley on. Sammy, I'm hoping, I know he's on vacation at the moment, so I think we're going to have the yes. third of you on here as well. And of course, yourself being kind enough to come on here. But it's a great listen. You three get together and you give us so much information. It's such a relaxed, easy way. And it's not too techie. It's not overhyped with the tech. You know, we can all understand what you're talking about. Yeah, I think we've discussed more to kind of keep peeling it back and just being a little more personal with that. Because, um, you know, for me, everybody sees um, what I'm doing you know, on the videos, they don't really know my personal. It's funny when I met Sam Cole, like last week, he was like, Oh, I kind of thought you were like a lot older than what you were. And I didn't <laughs> like really know how you were. You seem so buttoned up. And like, I'm like, no, I'm actually a completely different person off camera because that's, you know, I always wanted to be more professional. And I think a lot of people are like, Hey, you should really kind of even that out a little bit and kind of show more of your, your true personality, which is a lot more uh, I would say a lot more, I don't know, relaxed free. than what I am on. Yeah. Yeah. Free. Um, a little more fun, I hope, but yeah. And that's, that's kind of what he told me. So, and it's actually funny to mention Sam again, we, we uh, are going to drop another episode today since Sammy has been on vacation. We've mm-hmm. had people fill in as guests. Um, and so Sam is our guest and that episode will be dropping the moment we're done with this podcast. Oh, amazing. Well, you know, what I'm going to be doing tonight then. Well, that would go up tonight, but is it scheduled to go out the same day? Or? Well, I, so I, a uh, little, another behind the scenes here. I'm the one who uploads and does all that. I edit the podcast as well. So um, as soon as we're done, I'm going to upload it to the, uh, you know, the website that we use that sends it out to your podcast platform. Right. Yeah. And it should be up on YouTube as well. So that means I've got something to listen to tomorrow as well. Yep. Perfect. I love that podcast. I really do. And that's how I found you guys you, from listening to that it. because it's, you know, you find people, and the lovely thing with podcasts, and I often tend to listen to them as audio rather than video because I love the, int- I'm a, I come from a radio background and I love the intimacy of audio and the voices in your head. And okay, I know what you three guys look like, but nonetheless, there's something about the, the, the real warmth of listening to a voice in your head, isn't it? Away from picture, away from anything that's muddying the waters. You can just listen to the voices. Yeah, I I like I like to enjoy podcasts that way as well. I know lots of people like video, which is why we do a video. And um, I know you mentioned you might be doing a video soon with that. Um, and so and so I, it's just what people want. And so we want to make sure we're satisfying everyone. But I personally would not watch a pod. I guess that's not true. There is one podcast that I really do like to watch because mm-hmm. the people that it's focused around are actors. So it, it mm-hmm. like the way they talk and interact, it's just sometimes it's better to see what they're doing. But um, most of the time I just want to listen to it. It's a platform that, or a medium that needs to be through headphones, laying down or at your desk or just, you know, chilling out for the day or in your car. Uh, on the car, exactly that, yeah. And I, yeah. I've just written a blog today, and it was all about YouTube are putting big money into audio-only podcasts. They've now taken on Interesting. high-end management to focus purely on that. They realize the money's been made there. They're making audio-only ads now. So they're clearly gearing up to take on that. And apparently the tests are saying that people don't mind looking at a static screen because it's. I think it is the second biggest podcast platform, audio platform now, and their music streaming has gone through the roof. So I think yeah. they're realizing audio only has got a big part to play in the future. And with the, the volatile nature of, of video at the moment being short form, long form, TikTok, Snapchat, as you sure. said, they've got to look at everything. So hopefully audio is going to be with us for some time. So, but it's a great podcast. I think so. And it goes out weekly. It's on all the major platforms. Of course, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can find it just about everywhere. But it's a great listen. So if you haven't listened to I'm not doing my own podcast, The World of Good here, am I really? Tell him to go and listen to yours. But it's a really, really good listen. It's a fantastic listen. And you say you we'll produce that sure as well. To, yeah, yeah, we do, I do. Um, and we'll make sure to mention that, we, you know, go check out your podcast. You're doing great things. I know you are just kind of getting into all of this, but I mean... I'm impressed so far. So I really appreciate you having me on too. Well, you can believe a little bloke like me sitting over in the UK and I get Dan Barbera to come on. It's like, whoa, that's cool. I mean, you know, I still pinch myself to think that I'm talking to these guys. I'm loving it. Really loving it. I'm, I'm just a normal person, man. I just, I'm just a guy in Ohio that makes videos on YouTube. I don't, 
I don't look at myself that way, but I do appreciate it. And I'm happy to be on anytime, honestly. Oh, fantastic. I mean, uh, it's lovely. To, uh, obviously, it's great for me to talk to people that have got more experience, more knowledge. And I think the listeners enjoy just pulling back the covers on what goes on. And, you know, we've got an idea now of how Mac Rumors works and how what you're responsible for. You're not just the pretty face in front of the camera. We understand now that, you know, your sleeves up doing all of the production work and the audio work as well. I wasn't aware that you were the audio man, too. Yeah, it just kind of fell into my lap. I also think I kind of just wanted something different to do. So I took that. I was like, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll edit it. It's fine. I'm already doing, I'm already doing the other stuff. Might as well. But it is a lot. And I'm nothing but grateful to be able to do this as my job. Like you pinch yourself. I'm pinching myself every day. Just thinking like, I can't believe that I get to do this. And I get to mess around with all this stuff and make videos about it. Um, I'm excited to go to work. There's no Sunday scaries for me. I'm not worried about the next day. Every day is, you know, fantastic for me to go to work and do what I got to do. And the other great thing is being a little boy at heart that I am, I love the fact I'm talking to you in your YouTube studio. It, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's always this little surreal thing. I really should grow up, I know, but it's still like really cool you know, to me. I, I was going to sit at my desk too, and it's not nearly as cool behind me. So no, I'm glad good. that I did it this way. It looks this great. This just makes more sense. <laughs> Dan, I know you've got to get on holiday now or vacation. Sorry, off to Disneyland with Disneyland or Disney World. Disney World. That's Disney the one World. in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. So how long is the journey you've got in front of you then? Um, so we were actually going to drive, which is like 17 hours. Uh, but we're not doing that anymore. We last minute, like last week, bought flights. Mm -hmm. So we are flying down on Saturday and then the following Sunday, I'll be back. Well, have yourselves a ball, won't you? A well-earned break. Thank you so much. Enjoy using the My iPad. kids will love away. it. I'm sure they will. I'll be looking for pictures of it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, if I can survive the 100-degree the weather and humidity, I will uh, make sure to post some pictures. Yeah, man. 100-degree humidity. Oh, yeah. Florida is just, Ooh. it's 100 degrees, feels like 120. It's going to be a nightmare, but we'll be all right. We'll drink some water. We'll get inside if we can, and we'll figure it out. Go enjoy your holiday. It's well-earned. And thank, thank you so much, so much for finding time to speak to us before going on vacation. Dan, you're an absolute gent. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, man. I appreciate cheers, it. Cheers, man. Thanks. Many thanks indeed to Dan for finding the time to come on Minus 16. Don't forget to check him out over on Twitter. Follow him there at Dan Barbera. And also make sure to listen to Mac Rumors, the podcast you'll find on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. It's an essential listen. If you want to get in touch with me in between podcasts, well, you can find me over on Twitter at DTalkingTech. Or, of course, you can drop me an email via the website, which is talkingtechandaudio.com. I'll be back with you in a couple of weeks. Take care. Have a wonderful fortnight and I'll see you soon. Hey.